Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Nerd Variety Podcast. What's up? Say hello. No, Hi. say hello. Hi. I will, I will not say that now. I will hello. say every other variation of it. Hey, what's up? Hi. Howdy, say y'all. Three times. No, I refuse. Anyway, but yes, we are Nerd Variety Podcast. We talk about all sorts of nerdy stuff all the time. I am Josh, and I am joined today by uh, Hunter, uh, Hacker Man, Rafferty. I am neither a hacker or a man, so <gasps> no. They twist. Yes. And we are also joined by Hannah Hype Man Hogan. That's fair. Yeah, you should hear her at um, wrestling matches. I've never been to a wrestling match, but I do kind of want to go. You should go to a, a wrestling match. Um, isn't uh, like uh, Corey's boyfriend's um, a wrestler, right? I don't. I don't know. Courtney's, yeah. All I know okay, is yeah, I yeah. just like to learn one of those, about one, 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 Yeah, one of those wrestling matches. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I no, I lost it. Never mind. Cool. Lost what? Good. I good talk. Know. I forgot what I had. It's gone. Not again. Yeah. Not again. Yeah. Talk about this, Hunter. No, we didn't. Yes, we hope everyone's having a good. Um, day of the week that you're listening to this, um, being safe during this uncertain time, which we all know means the, the virus is still out there and, you know, virus? Being creep me. There's a virus? Oh, dang it, I'm talking to Hunter from 2019. Ah, oh, man, not again. He gets no. so confused. Anyway, yes, we hope everyone's being safe. And um, if you are venturing out, we hope you're being careful and being even more careful. And, you know, that you're, you know, we're glad you're listening to us. And remember, but, you know, alcohol kills germs in your body better than bleach does. You shouldn't drink bleach. It kills you. But you should drink alcohol. That uh, kills you slowly. Yes. They're not wrong, but talk to your doctor. <laughs> yes. But who here likes movies and TV shows? <clears throat> Just Hannah. Right, we got somebody. We got somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah, Just yeah, Hannah. We got somebody. Just Hannah. I like movies yeah. and TV shows. Yeah. I, I only play video games. <clears throat> I only I know, do right? video games and listen to music. The only media worth paying attention to. Exactly. Medias, whatever. But but movies and yeah. TV shows in present time have a, have a lot of special effects. Special movies have always have been the pioneers of of special effects but tv shows are, have been taking taking that into consideration as they get more budgets and are people demand more from them budget so, is well, definitely a key part of that too oh yes and we will talk about that uh it can make or break whatever it is they're trying to make yes but yeah or break. we just want to talk about the various uh aspects of having special effects and what is that you know what all does that entail in a in your favorite movie and or whatever show you're watching so um should you rely heavily on special effects it depends that's what i was gonna say yes it does (laughs) it definitely depends uh did you have a follow-up to that hannah i could i mean i could too so i i was gonna let you follow up but then you just kind of sat there so um, I watch a lot of sci-fi and fantasy, and those what? are definitely the, the biggest genres that use um, that use special effects. Yeah. Um, All practical. A lot well, are practical. It's, it's fun but... to to like 
to talk about the differences because I think back to um, Star Trek, the original series, where, like, they have all these blinking lights and all these futuristic-looking consoles, and it's just, mm-hmm. like, Christmas lights behind glass. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really fun to see how clever people have to be when they don't have any other options. And yep. I feel like I, in general, I appreciate the, like, CGI side of effects, um, but I, I also really appreciate the creativity that goes into the more practical effects. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you get tra- you get transported to a different world with good with a good CG effect, but you know in the past in the past people had to kind of rely on practical pure practical effects mm-hmm. or just kind of like on screen magic, like mm-hmm. fr- from like the simplest thing of like using a um, one of those metal metal like uh, uh, things where they make thunder. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> the sheets, the metal, metal sheets, sheet, like metal, the metal sheets yeah, that are like. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just, or just making, or like in singing in the rain, where they uh, basically uh, uh, made it rain milk, so it, so you could they could actually capture the the uh, the rain and the splashing that was going on. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I I do want to just say something real quick because uh, you know just talking about like uh, you know there can also be a very stark difference between like really good CGI and then practical effects that are maybe on the lesser side of practical effects even. Um, it, but it's hard to say. So uh, I'll, I'll just say the example I'm thinking of, honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, the Warcraft movie that came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I want to say like 2016 yeah. or so, maybe 2017. Um, yeah. And it was... I, I enjoyed it a lot as a fan of just the source material, you know, but that that movie specifically has, like, for just about all of the, the human stuff, you know, it's split largely between the two sides. There's the humans, and then there's the orcs and all that. And the orcs are, like, that's all pretty much entirely CG. And it looks fantastic, I think. You can definitely tell how good it looks. But then you go to the human side, and I—it's uh, been a—it's been a minute since I've seen it. But as I recall, it at least looks like most of the human effects are are more practical, and just having them like in the same movie and side by side in many cases, you can see like, yeah, maybe their entire budget went to the CG, and they had less left over for the practical effects because mm-hmm. like. Again, the the CG looks really good. The practical looks, and I, I guess it works. We mean practical. You mean like the costume work, or well, yeah, just mostly the, like the, some of the some of the props they were trying to use. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, a lot of like swords, armor, uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they have to. Oh, good. Go ahead. I was just going to say, when it comes to making people, and again, I'm going to talk about Star Trek, I think about uh, the original series and how you could tell, because it came out in the 60s, you could tell that, like, the people were just character, like, people in costumes. Yeah. <laughs> they were just people in costumes. Yep. And it's so funny to look back on, and, and with, like, the, the CG that we have nowadays, so I, like, take Thanos or... Um, a character like that, for example, where it's like Thanos they, isn't CG. No, but, it's, but there's a lot of a lot of pieces going on, a lot of work going on. Um, 
versus what it was back in the 60s where it's like that's literally just a dude in a costume yeah now i'm pretty sure actually i don't quote me on this because i can't remember exactly but i want to say at least newer thanos or more recent thanos was uh, a mix of cg and yeah i believe effect. that's true mm-hmm. yeah which is why I think he looks so much better than well, like yeah, his first yeah. appearance or two, where he was, I think, pretty much entirely CG. I think he uh, was. So I think there was a little bit of both. I think when they and I, I, don't, I could be completely wrong, more. but I think that when they were doing close-ups of his face, it was more practical effects. But I know that like, in order to have like eye lines be correct in the movies, mm-hmm. they had to have like a guy with like a thing on top of his head. So it's like you look up at the, yeah. the eyes because Thanos is so much taller than a human. Yeah, especially when no. they had more of it where he was interacting with different with characters instead of just mm-hmm. doing like his one little post-credit scene in Avengers where he just kind of stood up. That was a mix of like CG and practical mm-hmm. um, where you could see like his hand was real, but his face was, was you know, Def was a person, but CG to give it some, mm-hmm. some depth to it. Uh, right. And then in other scenes, and then there's the, in Ultron, it was at the very end. He probably did. He probably did some mocap work, but they, they didn't have to worry about him interacting with anyone else. So it's, I guess the, so. They had to kind of work their way to where he would be. They had they had a, a plan for him to making a to make him make him a real character, um, as Hunter as Hunter put him. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm kind of rewatching this, uh, like some of his first appearances. You know, like at the end of Endgame, and then again, I was going to look at a. Uh, it was the end of, oh no, sorry, not Endgame. Uh, I was going to say, Avengers. I was like, what? First Avengers, and then the <laughs> end of Age of Ultron, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's when he shows up the first two times. And I, I remember the Age of Ultron one. I feel like that is much more heavily CGI because it's, it's yeah. more out of focus and everything. Yeah. And uh, they don't have a, yeah, he's not a, He's not on there for very long, so they yeah. probably felt that it was cheaper or more efficient or something to do mostly CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, probably get him just have um, uh, what's his name, Josh Brolin, in a mocap suit and do that scene, and then do the whole make the whole thing CG after effects instead of having him do have have to have him act interact with the character or do many um, like motion capture like motion tracking and all that other all that other fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But but they had to get to where he was human-like, and that's where I think where a lot of modern CG effects come in. Where you know you want your your characters, if they're fantasy sci-fi characters, to look human-like, or mm-hmm. or keep them, for, or so they don't look cross that line of like, oh, that's creepy human versus that. Oh, that's, Valley. That's yeah, yeah. That we're that's, like that's, 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 that's supposed that's to be a human. human. <laughs> yeah well yeah. it actually is kind of a throwback to our conversation about acting and like the difficulties and and uniqueness of acting in motion capture and like that entire mm-hmm. type of acting would not really be possible if it weren't for cg like certainly yeah. there is a more like physical you could be like a creature or a monster but if you're just in a suit that's still gonna i imagine be pretty different from doing motion capture yeah but there are even some some good actors that, that um i can't remember his name but he has been in a couple of, like he's, he was in pan's labyrinth and he did a a really good um he did he, he was a couple of characters in that and he was just in a suit um but still doing all the stuff which you know i think in the future and today in today's time that would be that was a, 
Oh, someone he will be using a mocap suit, and then they would just CG all that. Mm-hmm. But, you could, but it still takes a lot of good acting to pull that off to make it to make it real. And then having some good, you know, idea like what do you want? Do you want a suit, or, or can, you, can we make a suit work, or can we make it work with you know mm-hmm. all the CG money? Yeah, it's actually interesting. It makes me think about there's a YouTube red or I guess YouTube Premium series um, called Escape the Night, and it's essentially like a like a horror escape room reality TV show is the best way I can describe it. But they throw a bunch of YouTubers into like a, a horror escape room kind of thing and they have to try and escape the night. And, and so they do a lot of like the, they give some background, some behind the scenes stuff. And because it's like real people reacting in real time to these creatures, like they have to be, like there's not a lot of CG. There might be a little bit because there's like a spider lady and they lower her on some wires. But like most of the creatures are just people in like really intense prosthetics and makeup. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's fascinating to see like because they kind of don't have the option of doing CG if they want their mm-hmm. characters to react the right way and to like feel the tension. Yeah. They they can't do CG, so they have to rely on those practical effects. And it turns out really, yeah. really amazing, actually. They have some amazing yeah. creatures that they've made. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of that, too, it's just... Sorry, I'm also thinking of, uh, again, in the MCU, very close to Thanos, actually, is, uh, like, Nebula, who... That's her name. I couldn't remember it. Who, like, isn't CG, at least not mostly, I, I don't think. I think most of no, it no, is uh, all the all... makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's all it's obviously a, it's a suit or shoot. Yeah, I mean, obviously, some of it is CG, like when she does some of the crazier, like robot stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, for the most part, I I believe it's just makeup and everything is really good, and mm-hmm. I like oh, yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, looking at her, but really, but well, going off the same tangent as that is, it's not so much her, but Gamora, uh, Zoe Sandala, because yeah. she's played she plays Gamora and she's. A, she's wearing like costume makeup and all that stuff, like a lot of a lot of stuff over her. But then also, but you look at but you look at her role in, as um the blue alien lady in Avatar, and that was her. That's her in like like mocap doing all the all the stuff, um, and then but she's a CG character, so it's like you know how how would how would how would have Gamora looked if she was a CG character versus you know like a real character? Would it, mm. would you have how would that? How would that? How would the movie be different? You'd have more CG. Yeah, cost you a lot more money, and it would not look as. It would probably. It probably. It wouldn't work. I don't think it would have worked as. Yeah. It would have been as as light. Or her yeah, performance would have been as light. Honest. Yeah, and on, you know, with that, I guess it could be part of the same thing. It's at least connected to it. But you know, they. I don't think characters generally can have the same like kind of chemistry between them so like with her and star lord i don't think that would have worked out nearly as well if she no. was cgi <laughs> no yeah it's like i love i love you glowing green dot i love you too <laughs> i'm sorry all i can think of is um is community you know where they're doing yeah. the, we're do- they're doing abed's film <laughs> and uh like they have a they have a cg character it's glip glop and uh you know this guy oh, yeah, is, yeah. he's holding the tennis ball and, and like uh the two characters are supposed to look at that and then they're like one's looking up here one's looking down there it's like why are you two looking different directions like <laughs> wasn't wasn't he the uh wasn't he glip i thought the tennis ball was glip it's like 
obviously it's the tennis ball. Why else would I be holding this? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> Why is she wearing this thing or whatever? It's like, because it's sci-fi. No one cares. <laughs> anyway, they just make fun of it. And it's, you know, it's, sorry, it's just made me think of like trying to interact with CG yeah. characters. You know, it's like, um, I'm going to pretend there's something here and I hope this mm -hmm. is actually... Yeah the right place of where it's going to end up. I would love to see footage yeah. of an actor trying to like react in fear to a tennis ball. Like, <laughs> oh, like um, this is just a tennis ball. Jurassic, Jurassic, yeah, Jurassic World, um, their react, the raptors are, are like green dots. Mm. Wait, instead of like, wait, 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 they don't use actual raptors? No, can you believe it? Well, the, th the thing is, they don't use, they don't use, um, like prosthetic or robotic, like animatronics, uh, dinosaurs, like they did in the first the first couple ones. See, if they had that, they would probably get a more genuine reaction, you know, instead of having just base it all off the actor pr pretending, oh my god, there's a dinosaur right in front of me, it's gonna eat me. Yeah. yeah. But are we? Do we want to talk a little bit now about uh, sound effects? Sure. That's that's more my wheelhouse here. Um, speaking of wheelhouse, Hunter. Speaking of my wheelhouse. Uh, so yeah, I I always love sound effects, and especially when I was like in high school, when I was starting to learn about it more, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, we had classes where we were learning about you know some of the we were watching a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I remember for how people came up with certain sounds. And one that sticks in my head for some reason, I don't really remember why, is now I don't remember the name of the actual creature if it has a name, but it's in, uh, I think, the first Lord of the Rings. You know, they're being attacked by some like tentacle monster thing or something. Oh, yeah, that thing. In, yeah. in the water. Yeah. And uh, I just remember, you know, they were showing, they went, you know, like the, the Foley crew uh, went out with uh, like all these like all these plumbing kind of materials or something like bathroom things. And they would just like go into a river and like splash around with it. And uh, you just get all these different sounds. And the fun thing I think about uh, doing sound design, at least for me is finding a lot of different sounds and just mm -hmm. kind of stacking them on top of each other and kind of yeah. mixing each one a little bit. And then you get something, that's how you really often get something uh, very different Maybe yeah. if you're trying to create something that doesn't, you know, by default have a sound because it doesn't exist. Right. Uh, right. Or, you know, if you're trying to make something sound more characteristic instead of um, more realistic. I think yeah. what's really interesting about, about Foley art and, and sound effects is if you do it well, you never know it's happening. Yeah. And I guess the same thing goes for CGI, mm -hmm. but like, not, not it's not really the same thing because like if you're watching a movie and there's a monster you're like okay clearly that's not if you think about it for a second you're like clearly that monster doesn't exist they're doing some sort of practical effect or cgi yeah. but with sound effects it's like if you never think about the sound effects they're doing their job really well see i always think yeah. about sound effects <laughs> i do too i, I started really i've started really appreciating them um in the last like year or so mostly in video games um and i i literally you can ask my husband i like freaked out when i first started playing um breath of the wild on my switch because when link wakes up he's like just wearing like 
shorts and a t-shirt and he's got <gasps> really really wonderful like slappy barefoot sounds when he runs mm-hmm. and I was just like really appreciating like it sounds like slappy barefoot feet yeah. someone um, I mean that's probably because someone went out there and actually recorded I've had to do that before I've had to, not barefoot uh, but I've had to record um, just people walking on the sidewalk for different mm-hmm. contexts yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've been learning to appreciate of, them more and more, and they're they're really wonderful if you pick them out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for a lot of um, I, I know for a lot of uh, modern video games, they record like the actual like go to a gun range and record the actual gun being fired of the one that the one that the character will be, will be using in the game, like a sniper rifle, a mm-hmm. you know twenty two shotgun, all those all those guns. Yeah, yeah. the. I mean, the problem with that, I can see, though, I, I haven't looked too into, like, actually recording gun sounds and stuff, especially in a gun range, though, I imagine that's quite difficult, because mm-hmm. with the layout of that, you know, you're always going to have to, you're always going to want to keep headphones on oh, yeah, when yeah. you're in a shooting range firing a weapon, or even if just other people are, um, because it's super loud, <laughs> so yeah, you're going to yeah. get, uh, you're, I don't know how they control this, you know, so they're, no doubt you're going to get a lot of distortion or you're very likely to, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. So it'd probably be better in, I would think it would be better almost to record outside, uh, maybe depending on where, on what it is for the game. But yeah, that's just, yeah, I think. And also real quick, I just want to say one of my proudest moments uh, from when I was, uh, taking classes in sound design was we had to we had to choose a scene from a movie and like take out all the sound and replace it with our own Mm -hmm. so like dialogue and sound effects and music and everything so I had to write the music uh make sound effects and everything and the scene that that me and my partner at the time had was it was the flight test in Iron Man 1 and oh, okay. there was one, one <laughs> sound in wow. particular that I loved uh, because I thought we were really creative and we kind of broke the rules to get it was, uh, you know, there, if you remember that scene, there's a part where like you're looking at his, at like the boot parts, you know, mm-hmm. the, the shoes, and you can see like a little bit of air like escaping from it. And it like, if you listen to it, it makes like a sound. Yeah. And so, you know, I watched that and I was like, I think I know exactly what's going to make the sound, but we can't really let our teachers know that we're going to do this. Um, so you're not allowed to have drinks or anything in the recording, around the recording equipment. Mm-hmm. But I figured the best thing to make this sound is going to be a soda like a, a soda bottle opening because you know and yeah. this was this got dangerous because we had to get something one that was really good at it so i think we went and bought a soda a bottled soda from the machine and then we got like we put it like right up next to the microphone and had and i think we even shook it up i think we shook it up some to make sure we got the sound or maybe we didn't risky. i don't remember risky. Yeah, it was risky <laughs> and uh, we had someone just go like Psst. Open it and close it real quickly to make sure it didn't make a mess. And it worked out fantastic. That was, I think, the best sound effect in that whole scene there. But It just I seems know. like it would be a really fun job to, like, 
I mean, like, obviously there's so much that goes into it, but I, I, I have been learning to appreciate sound a lot more and I would love to just like take a stick and like go smacking things in my house and being like, what does that sound like? What does that sound like? I have done something kind of like that before. (laughs) It just sounds like a really fascinating and like creative uh, thing for a person to do. I mean, honestly, I've had like three or four, maybe more projects over time that I've had to do sound effects and Foley for, which I, I always think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Or just the people that can do, like, I guess, can make body sounds or just reaction or or just make or just like come up with character, and, well, I guess, with character voices for like animals or creatures. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is, yeah. is, um, I can't remember his name, but there's like one guy who did all the voice acting for like Appa and Momo from Avatar. Dee Bradley Baker. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, that's yeah. cool. Like, he just like, this little monkey creature, little lemur, and also yeah. this giant bison, and he's just making all these like animal sounds because that definitely doesn't seem like a sound you can create by just like smacking things or rubbing things or, or right. whatever. I, mean, I know a lot of times for some weird animals, I've heard, I remember hearing a lot of stories about how many things, especially big monstrous creatures, tend to be like like a bear and a mixed with like a lion and tiger and all yeah. these other things mm-hmm. and that's yeah. how you get some more unique wh- sounding animals yeah. because it's like yeah. five animals stacked together a whale and an animal a whale and an elephant um i know uh, uh d bradley baker he he said that he um kind of watch watches a lot of um animal shows and he actually <laughs> like watches like bugs in the in like in the water and like outside and like i guess figures out what they're like kind of tries to get in their head so to speak mm-hmm. to figure out what kind of what they're thinking about or just kind of like listen to the sounds yeah. that you that, that are picked up when they're on the show and just it's just fascinating because off those. yeah because i have i have vocal training in music i i have some some singing background and i like sure. cannot imagine using my vocal cords to make sounds like that yeah yeah prepare for some you need you need a lot of tea with honey yeah. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, that um or that uh the musician uh, Bob McFerrin who does most of his songs as, you know, like and he records himself making different sounds and he's the the vo- he's the lead singer and like the background the instruments in the song. Oh like or yeah, the, yeah. Or the background singers. Or like any kind of a cappella is crazy. Yeah. 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 And it, especially being a, a female and being um, mezzo soprano so I'm in like the medium high range vocally when you when I hear people who do like the really low bass beats I'm like how do you do that like it's so beyond the realm of anything I can imagine doing yeah. it's I, I love it I get very excited <laughs> yeah bass I used to kind of be able to get down there it hurts me to do that now mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Josh can do it Josh you yeah you have a naturally lower voice. I don't say you don't. You definitely don't have, in my opinion, naturally bass. But you're obviously lower. Yeah, maybe, kind of... that would be baritone. That's what I was thinking. Actually, I was like, well, maybe I'm thinking baritone. Baritone. Yeah. yeah. It, um, kind, of, it was... kind of follows, and I have to kind of force it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. If you think of um, Christopher Judge, who did, who was um, Kratos, God of War, God of War Four, and he's also in Stargate. He's has an incredibly low voice, um, and then there is also 
a couple acapella groups that have some really amazing, like, really low vocalists. I'm also thinking uh, Keith David, who I just love yeah. his voice. Like, to me, yeah. he's... Now, I don't compare them, like, back he to back in, ever. He's in community. Uh, he played uh, the um, the lead Gargoyle in Gargles. He's done a lot Gargoyles. of things. If, if you knew who he was, it, it, like, if you heard him knowing who he was, then you'd probably recognize him from a lot of stuff. Look at his well, face. He apparently... And, his, <clears throat> and then listen to his, like... He was the... Reel. So the one that I know him from, because I'm... I watch different sorts of things, and you guys, is he was the um, evil voodoo man in Princess and the Frog. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but no, he's like, a good voice actor. I, I almost tend to think that I like, <laughs> maybe this is blasphemous and maybe I should research a little more, do a little more comparison to say this, but I feel like he's a better narrator or has a better voice for narration than Morgan Freeman. Ooh, His... they be fighting words. I know. <laughs> I mean, I do kind of, I do like, I can't choose between the two of them, but I do, I do think that he has... Morgan Freeman has more of a like more of a, like a mid-tone speaking voice with a little bit of bass, but if you want more bass, you go with keep keep David. Yeah, a little more a little more gravitas. Yeah, um, and maybe yeah. it's just I feel like perhaps I've uh, I've seen Keith David in more variety, you know, do a, a larger range of stuff. Yeah, the, the, with the stuff that we watch, we definitely see more Keith David. Um, yeah. But uh, doing this stuff uh, takes can take a lot of money or can take almost no money. Uh, I, I noticed that that can, I guess, the more like more like I guess sci-fi fantasy movie or like one of these mainstream sci-fi fantasy movies are out there. The more they have the, I can see them trying to promote it, or there's more stress on them to like make that money back with box office or with people buying whatever it is they buy because it caught those costs a lot of money. And, I'm, and I know that Hunter, you probably, you know, are probably told, probably told ad nauseum, you know, you break this stuff, you know, you, you buy it or, you know, don't break this stuff or you will. You I've will. been told don't break this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, but usually the money goes toward can go, can go, can go to make making good, you know, effects and making them look good because you want to be able to kind of immerse yourself in that world and fill the gaps of like, oh, this is where a person or an animal or a creature, <clears throat> well, sorry, a person or animal or physics wouldn't allow this to happen. Like with, you know, a crazy weather effect or, um, you know, we can't really put, make an animal, make an elephant as big bigger we can't well, really make it all all the fonts don't really exist so we have to cgi <laughs> yeah and i think that cgi is wonderful for those kinds of things but i think that's also why i and this is a completely different topic but i think it's part of why i love animation so much hmm. is because like the possibilities are literally endless uh in terms of what you can make um and it's less so, I feel like, with CG and practical effects, just because you are trying to put it in, like, this realistic kind of world with actual people. And so you mm -hmm. have to play this line between, like, doing the crazy things you want to do and making it, like, cheesy and over the top. Yeah. yeah. Right? But that, it's, I feel like it's a lot easier to do stuff like that in animation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Tell any kind of story you want. 
Uh, I was just going to try to ask, or I wasn't going to try, I was just going to ask. Um, and I actually, maybe it is try because I don't know how to say it. Uh, do you guys have a, like maybe an example in the past, I don't know, 20 years of like some of the best CGI and then some of the worst CGI? I know I'm hesitating slightly on saying best and worst in 20 years because mm, yeah. it's obviously much stronger now than it was 20 years ago. But uh, just one thing that I I tend to think of for bad CGI, <laughs> actually, first off, there, first off, there's a couple. One, probably mostly because it's on the older side now, was uh, The Matrix uh, Reloaded. Mm-hmm. You know where he's doing, where Neo's doing the fight of all against all yeah. the Smith clones, and it just yeah, it looks so bad. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and uh, I feel like that's one of those like you're trying to balance this incredible thing you want to do with trying to make it not cheesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't work. Yeah, no, no. it looked yeah. maybe good for video games. Yeah, it, uh, that's it's like the oh, time, but yeah. They'll, oh, they, they play video games. They'll like this stuff. It's like, nah, it doesn't look good on a TV, man. On, on, on the movies, man. Yeah. On the movie screen. It doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. But uh, also, of course, you guys should know by now, another big complaint in terms of CGI that I have is from the worst Star Wars movie ever, Rogue One, where you had CGI Tarkin, and it just looked like crap, especially when you compare it to it having probably one of the best CGI moments uh, with Darth Vader at the end. That whole scene was beautiful CGI. Tarkin was littered throughout the movie and they could have put like three of himself next to each other and it, it would have been, it would have looked in place given the quality of the CGI. Wow, Hunter says something nice about Rogue One. <laughs> get out of town get out no, of but, town. but there is something about like this kind of new technology because i think i know what you're talking about um about like trying to essentially make um i mean use the faces of actors who have passed away which is kind of mm-hmm. weird yeah. to me um or making them younger um yeah. which is much trickier than making them older uh that is kind of a new thing and is has been pretty hit or miss so far i think yeah. mostly well myth. uh you know in uh in game when they went back in time to the 2012 scene though they they uh de-aged the actors there de-aging um, i feel is very different though from recreating someone who's just dead. it is and that's still only yeah, that's, that, that's, that, that's that's like one side you have de-aging years. one side you have bringing somebody back to life yeah yeah and i feel like the latter is usually first of all it just kind of weirds me out on like a moral basis but that's a topic for another day um but i feel like visually it also is a little bit of that uncanny valley where you're like you're Mm -hmm. not a real person also Mm -hmm. i know you're dead yeah yeah just a little weird yeah yeah one Um, of rogue one's many mistakes hey 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 (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm thinking of something that i watched i watched a blade last night um, and they had an alternate uh, ending that they had like shot done test footage for, but did not make it to the final cut at all. The final cut was way better. And this movie came out in 1998. Um, 
and they had tried to do a, um, a scene where instead of the bad guy being just this, you know, be able to, you know, create blood, you know, tentacles or put himself to, or if you cut off an arm, it, he just grows, a, a, a blood spout comes out and he grows another arm back. Or if you cut him in half, he just, the blood just kind of connects both his, his torso and his lower body together and he comes back together. But they, but in this deleted scene, they made a, they turned him into, they had him become a blood tornado and they had him come out of that tornado and they, you could see that they just cut um, the, like his top hat, his torso from his torso, from his, from his stomach to his head up. And they had him like moving around like a, and like, like a box, like in the, in the frame. And mm -hmm. it was just, it was terrible. It sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. If you can, if you guys want to look it up, it's on you. It should, it's on I feel YouTube. like I don't want to look it up. Look it up. Look it up. It's it's terrible. Just no. They, and they're like, and I'm glad they decided no. Let's not do that, and let's make something that looks more, you know, believable. Yeah. Because we are we are we're already stretching things because it's 1998. Our <laughs> can't, do, can't do all that. <laughs> I think we can't talk about um, CG and good CG without talking about Avatar. Um, right. Right. Because I really feel like if you look back on it and you look back objectively, it's not a fantastic movie. It is basically Pocahontas. Like, the story is kind of... Eh. In space! Yeah, but it, but like, its claim to fame was CG and the fact that it, especially being 3D, it was, like, the most amazing. We, we like, had no idea 3D could be like that when it came out. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and it, it visually is stunning. Um, even though I'm not particularly a fan of it these days. Mm -hmm. Lame. Honestly, I can't say much about that. It's been so long since I've seen Avatar. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting in the theater and being like in awe of, yeah. Yeah. of the environment and the world that they throw you into. I mean, I remember yeah. loving it. I think I saw it like three times in theaters. I don't remember. <laughs> mm -hmm. That yeah. could be a lie. I don't know. Yeah. I watched it on, on a DVD. And it, it was like, it was still like amazing to watch. Yeah. But yeah, uh, there's a there's a a lot of history here with special effects. Um, you know, check some check out some good and bad stuff. You know, <laughs> you'll, you'll find you'll find a lot when you walk when you go to watch a, a mo some modern sci-fi mm -hmm. fantasy. And keep but, your uh, eyes and ears open. Yes, yes. I have Hopefully, your eyes don't hurt too much. Oh yes, thank you, thank you all for listening to this episode of Nerd Variety Podcast. Uh, hopefully you'll, I'm sure you'll check out some cool, good and awful, uh, effects in the next shows, movies you watch, you know, let us know what are the, you know, the most okayest that you see. And we want, we want to try to ruin, uh, the experience for you and make you think about everything that you're watching and notice how bad things actually are. Yeah. So, um, you're welcome. Yeah. Just trying just to make you active consumers of media, not just yeah. mindless robots. But also just to smash the illusions that you're experiencing. Take away the childhood wonder. Just take no. away the joy of watching movies and shows. No suspension of disbelief. Exactly. Forever. Exactly. Uh, now, I did, What's there the... were, as usual, there were plenty that I wanted to talk about but didn't get to, either because I blanked it or I just, there's too many. But, so this is the obligatory hmm. Hunter doesn't have time to talk about the things one, Hunter wanted to talk about, so Hunter's just talking about how Hunter can't talk about the things Hunter exactly. wants to talk about. Exactly. I do that. Cool. Often, Maybe we'll have a, we'll do, an, do a sequel of this discussion. And then, 
And then there's that too. There's Josh promising that, or well, saying that we might do a sequel. Are we getting predictable? I don't know. Yes. I like. I think everyone likes sequels, and <laughs> so everyone is. Everyone else is predictable. Oh yeah, maybe that's what we should do to be successful: just redo the same episode over and over again, but differently. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, differently as in, yeah, we can do things differently. It's possible. We'll have better CG next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have horns on. Now that we're entirely audio, um, I don't know that that's going to matter. We can do some fully art. We can just like... We we can do some some visual effects just for the three of us. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Hunter, Hunter could be, it could be, his, his voice could be his voice and my voice at the same time. It could be. Yeah. Hannah's could be like a thousand people at once. A thousand Hannah's. A thousand Hannah's, yeah. Just, just add, each- you could do it. Each being like point one seconds off. <laughs> we are legion. <laughs> or point oh, one that way. It's it, it, it's, it's going to be so awesome. But uh, what's next week's topic? Next week, I think that's me, right, Hannah? Is I think so. Uh, I think next week's me, and I believe we are talking about parodies. Uh, okay. And I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, I like parodies. Uh, just, you know, spoiler, I've been a huge Weird Al fan, like, my entire life. So, uh, there's that. But we're probably going to talk more about video games, movies, and television that do it more. Because um, I always enjoy that. And that's going to be another big topic that we will not get to finish talking about what I want to talk about. Probably not. Probably not. Definitely two not. Part, two part, Two-part episode. Maybe. The second part, which won't come out till two seasons later. Yes. But that is all the time we have. We uh, hope that everyone stays safe and does not catch the Rona. Stay positive, test negative. Yep. Um, and also, I just want to take a second here uh, real quick to remind everybody, or actually more likely let everybody know, that we are ha- we, we got a, a website up. Uh, I think it's live now. It looks ooh, like it is. And uh, we're looking at actually appearing professional we may not sound professional but we will try to look it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah we'll have cg ties next time yeah right. but yeah so have a good one nerd out Bye. Yeah.